3: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. A T and T.
4: That is like a song right there, like thugs and belly (laughs) tops. If I decide to rap, that's gonna be my single. Oh yeah, it's over. (laughs) But actually, I was hearing it more like
2: a kind of like a Lynn Manuel Miranda like Broadway kind of number, like
4: oh. coming all different <laughs> like this is this has a
2: lesson on the back end of it. I think so, man. It's like you yeah, ate. so next time you think about judging somebody, <laughs> just remember this dog wears belly tops.
4: Yep, 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 there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories and we finally work to prove that Soldier Boy had to wear those giant bathing ape clothes in his videos, apparently because of that giant penis he's been lugging around all these years. We thought the man was on cocaine, but nope, it's just the the behavior of a man whose penis is half the size of his leg. Also, he's on cocaine. These are the the rumors, the the facts, I'd say, that I'm spreading. Uh, I'm your host, Langston Kerman, coming in. Uh, Foolishly, as always, I don't think I've ever come in in a way that uh, is respectable or or would make my mother proud. And yet I still use her for all of the branding of this podcast. (laughs) I've attached her face to the logo without her consent, and I plan to keep it that way, despite any uh, frustrations that may cause in her personal life. I am excited today because my guest he is not a foolish man like myself is he is, a, he is a, a person who who i would credit as one of my earliest inspirations as an artist. We, we met years and years ago, back when I was a, a budding poet in, in Chicago. He was one of my first teachers. He is a performer, he's a poet, he's a playwright. He does all the shit and he, he inspired me very early on and he continues to inspire so many and he has a, a play. One of his his plays, How We Got On, is actually premiering at the Sacred Sacred Fools Theater Company in LA and it's January 28th to February 19th, 2022. So you motherfuckers better go see it. He's a, he's a dear friend. He is so talented. Please give it up for my guest, Mr. Idris Goodwin. Oh, my man.
2: What an intro. I feel like, I feel like you should invoice me for that intro. That was incredible. (laughs) Well, not only was the, let's just back it up. Like, so I am, I am, I'm just obsessed with Soldier Boy in general. Just like this, oh, this nice. generation of, I mean, you know, I was. You know, I was I'm an old head, so like when Soldier sure. was was a uh, Superman in them hoes or whatever, like uh-huh. I was I was had my arms crossed and I'm like, what did you this? This brother's
4: ruining hip hop.
2: <laughs> but now he's kind of starting to enter like grumpy old black
4: man territory, and now I'm like, I get this brother. <laughs> he he 100 is grumpy old black man territory. He just is continuing to to do it in young people's spaces exactly, and yeah. so we won't flag it as grumpy old me- black man shit but it's it's that's all it is is being like i did that first i did that with drake (laughs) like when he did that drake i was like you could hear a
2: million black men over the age of 40 sit up and go yeah yeah (laughs) that's right yeah drake Drake. Drake isn't that good (laughs)
4: it's like a dick drake (laughs) yo you know he like shot somebody soldier boy yeah bro yeah, no. You it, one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time is his recounting of yeah. the the shootings that transpired. Yeah, he in shot his like two Atlanta or three home. people,
2: like who tried to break into his house or something.
4: Yeah, him him describing the bullets flying past him like the Matrix was truly <laughs> groundbreaking theater. It was the almost fact good. That that you haven't Matrix. written a play yeah. about it is is <laughs> mind blowing.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, what what like Hollywood better stop sleeping on Soldier Boy. Like, give
4: this guy. Platforms, please. They got to take him seriously at some Fam, point. You he, you got to get him on your show. I would love that. More than Fam. anything, I would love it. I don't know that we would be able to make it an entire hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like one of those things where you're like, fuck, I would love to talk to Soldier Boy, and then you talk to him for 15 minutes, and you're like, fuck, why did I talk to Soldier Boy? <laughs>
2: That would have like more parts than trapped in the closet. It would be like fifty
4: <laughs> part fifty. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, that's longer than I think I expect to talk about Soldier Boy today. My bad. Well, th- th- oh, we God. have a lot of nonsense to talk about, but but the Soldier Boy thing is not a terrible segue into the conspiracy theory yeah. that you sent our way, and it, it is not a nonsense conspiracy theory. It's actually a pretty haunting one. I know. If true, you said my mama told me. There was a secret meeting between prison industrialists
3: and members of the recording industry to encourage the sell-a-gangster rap.
4: Yeah, these are facts. Tell it's, me
2: more. It's just all right. So it, I, I consider this like the sort of hip-hop generation Willie Lynch papers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because there's like I remember <laughs> we all remember where we were when we first read the Willie Lynch letter. And then, that, and then when we found that it might not be true, it was like yeah. staggering. But then you're like, oh, they don't want you to know it's true, you know. <laughs> and so similarly, this is like the hip hop generation, you know, just because there's truth in it, it's not hard yeah. to, it's not hard to, to 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 fathom at all. And even if it's not right. true. It's kind of still true, like you know, what I mean some variation of that. Like it happened on the sp- in the on the on the spiritual level, or like the collective consciousness level. Like they were talking. They may not have been talking to each other, but they's talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. And-
4: yeah I you know what? So that's how they get you. It, it's it truly is. I I think you're absolutely correct that it it truly is one of those things where it's like. I don't know that we've ever. It's it's something that's been in the lexicon, yeah. the hip hop sort of like a stratosphere mm-hmm. for forever. Mm-hmm. But it isn't necessarily something anybody's ever been able to pin down and say for sure it happened on this date that's and right. this time with these parties. But you can kind of see the product of everything that people have been theorizing for years. Totally, and it's not it's not so far fetched that you think. This is impossible. This cannot have happened.
2: Yeah. No, it, It. I mean, because when you think about the amount of people who are not at all anyway any way related what shape or form to the world of the streets, you know, and how many millions of dollars they've made, like, off of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, and it was a concern, it was like a noti- noticeable shift where it like, yeah. I remember it went from like, hey, there's Kid and Play and there's the Beast Boys and you know, there's NWA and then suddenly it was just like everybody had a Mac 11 or was named Mac 11 or, you know, right. it just got so, <laughs> but then some, but you could argue, well, that's just commerce, you know, like everybody, there's waves and there's, but it hasn't really dropped off. Like we're still out here.
4: No. It's still predominant, even... like, you know. Even the, the Kanye backpack years were sort of sandwiched with, like, a different... It, it was more of a shift in the way that we talk about, like, uh, I guess, criminality. It wasn't, yeah. like, gangster rap as much. It became, like, hustle rap. Mm-hmm. But hustle rap still was like, I'll murder your grandma. Right. But I'll murder your grandma with style. Exactly. I'm not, like, kicking in the door and you know I'll no, send no. a guy in to murder your grandma. Hey. Yeah. And yeah, he's <laughs> featured on the track. Yeah. <laughs> Hot 16. He won't be out long, but he's gonna rap real quick.
2: And- <laughs> <laughs> He'll be here in a minute.
4: There he is. Yeah, man. So I so I don't know.
2: I'm dying to know, but i I've, I've when when the prompt came, I mean there's so many. So like I walk around with yes. all these theories all day. So first of all, I, I also didn't, I was like, how did I not know that you had this show? Of me, like you know what I mean. Like I was like, sure. First of all, it was a conspiracy that I didn't know that you had this show. I was like, first of all, they didn't want me to know. <laughs> they trying to, you know. And then I and then I listened to a few episodes, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see what's, I don't see what the conspiracy theories are. This is all very
4: no, and that feels, is the- this all feels on the nose to me. That is one of the more uh, interesting journeys in all of this It's like uh, a lot of times what it is is a black person being like, this is something my mama said. And we just have to like pretend like it's not facts. We have to like <laughs> go down a train where it's like, "Ooh, your mama wild when she theorized <laughs> that the government had bad intentions for black people. <laughs> where did she come up with this stuff? Oh, wow. Look at here. I just found
2: an interesting article. <laughs> But no, anyway, so I, I'm all over the place. But yeah, man, so I just,
4: but I remember it was a, it, when I first encountered it. Well, it, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. What, do you remember the the sort of like time period where you first started to hear that this secret meeting had, had taken place?
2: Oh, this was early. I remember this was very early on. And like, this, it's post Friendster for sure.
4: Mm-hmm. It might've
2: been early Facebook. So somewhere between MySpace and Facebook, yeah, it started so in the earth. So this and this is like pre. This is like when conspiracy theories started creeping into good natured social media. You know, so right. I wasn't as like, "Been going somewhere with that bullshit," you know. Like I was just like, because <laughs> again, like I say, there, it's like it's not so far fetched, and. You know, you heard it in the music, like in the Dead Prez era, Caras one. I mean, they're always talking about hip hop police, and you know, and there's always been that tension ever since uh, Ice Cube tore into Jerry Heller, you know, and like sort right. of lifted the veil back on the sort of racial dynamic of the record company owner and the and the rapper, you know, and like who's yeah, the really, who's really the, who's really the pimp? Who's the hope. yeah? And uh, <laughs> so this this just this was just like fulfilling all of the. The fantasy, you know, just like what you imagine happens behind those closed doors, right? Like-
4: yeah, I, I, I always think about conspiracy theories as sort of like, uh, you know, I don't believe that marijuana is any version of a gateway drug. But I do think that conspiracy theory kind of is that, like, it truly only takes one to to really crack you open enough that you go, well, if that's true... A lot of these other things potentially could be true or might lead me at least to consider them in a way that I might not have considered them before. And I think in that way, this one probably for a lot of people and and maybe like to your point, the ice cube of it all or whatever it is, there are these small moments in hip hop where you go. Hey, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how you're supposed to treat people. And then you go, you then you you're on MySpace one day and you read this this supposed letter and you're like, Whoa, if this if that oh okay, now everything's real and, and this is all a grand conspiracy theory. Oh, but you just reminded me there is another level to it too, which is the guilt factor in hip hop, right?
2: Because yeah. Especially if you like a person of color, a black person especially. You love hip hop because you love you and you you know you love all the shades and colors to it, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then you know and you love Spice One, and you love Compton's Most Wanted, and you love you know you loved Fifty, right? Yeah. And then you read this and you suddenly you feel like a little guilty. So in in a way it almost feels like did see Dolores Tucker and the Black Conservatives cook this up to be like, see so you're just playing into the white man play. Is it? Is it oh. feel me? Is it like Crazy Cosby kinda like, you know, you, you guys got pulled up your pants, kinda cause so you just playing right into the devil's devil Whoa? Play. It's like okay. remember when you remember when you were like uh in, in a high school like in a school, like a mostly white school,
0: and there mm-hmm. was like the
2: black like administrator or assistant principal or teacher or whatever and and you be cutting up and then they see you and they like single you out and be like
4: yeah they're they're doing that we had we have higher standards for you brother bullshit (laughs) yeah yeah
2: yeah it's just like well i see you out here just a lot of with the white boy you can't you can't do it like that you know you know they don't respect you right so now (laughs) i wonder is this was this actually was this story actually cooked up by conservative black folks
4: Whoa. I don't that's know. heavy. I don't know. I don't want to believe no, it. No, that's I don't want to believe it. Wait a minute. That that's <laughs> I think that's a legit question to be asking is is who is the the creator, the source of this material? Because mm. like you said, mm. nobody's ever been able to pin down the participants here. That's right. It's always sort of been this like uh, nebulous group of like powerful people. Much it's a it's an Illuminati. Yep, just a taste of music Illuminati that sort of like came up with this idea. And to your point, maybe this is just a bunch of conservative black folks who are mad at Bone Thugs, being like, <laughs> "I know how we can get them. I know, I know the plan. It, we, we We're not against shit. rap." We're not against <laughs> rappers,
2: but we are against those thugs. Whee! Those thugs! Anyway, so I don't know. I don't want to believe it. But, you know, to your point, though, like, yo, that's crazy. Like, when you asked, you said that, you're like, we don't know who was at that. Like, what would you do if you were just rando at a party, right? Yeah. If you were just, like, at a dinner party or something, and somebody was like, hey, you know, I was at that meeting. Like, what would you do <laughs> in that moment? Like, would you take a
4: picture with dude? Would you punch him? Would you ask questions? I know for sure I would not punch them. I would be so curious. There's nothing in me that like, like granted, they clearly are like, if, if in fact they are a real person who really was a part of this meeting, they are arguably as damaging to the black community as drugs, as Ronald Reagan, as a lot of things that have sort of like come to be. But I think my curiosity would far outweigh my need to like punch him in the face and then get murdered in my hotel room <laughs> later that night. There's no way you survive this shit. No, you, you know really what I mean? You really don't. But, you, but you'd be a legend, though. You'd be a legend for sure. And they'd also, like, pretend like you were on drugs when you punched him and there was uh, no other logic. Story. You know yeah, what I mean? they, they paint a different they story. Paint
2: different. They wouldn't be like, he out here trying to save hip-hop. They'd be like,
4: you know. Yeah, they'd be like, this goddamn crackhead <laughs> punched one of our <laughs> our great white Americans. Old Shelly Whiteman. <laughs> White, What do you think you would do? Would you would you would you ask questions? Are you punching? What are you thinking? Oh, I I wouldn't I would
2: not punch him either. I have too many questions.
4: I'd first I'd want him to prove it. I'd like I'd like be,
2: but I'd be like mm-hmm. trying to get info. I'd be trying to get intel. So I I do the old hand in the pocket, press the recorder thing that happens in movies that never happens in real life because I was yeah. <laughs> to do the old, the record, but they always do and then they do like the shot of the hand in the pocket, you know. <laughs> And then I get, I get, I record, and then I'd be like, "You weren't there." You, all right, if you was there, then who else was there? You know, I would do that whole yeah, thing, and yeah, then yeah. I get the whole rundown of all the names, and and then like Kill Bill, I go,
4: <laughs> "Sure, <laughs> just just going person to person with a sword and a jumpsuit, chopping them up." But okay, but even more okay. So this
2: is really fun now. So, so first of all, there was it was this was this black folks who like came up with like which could is very possible
4: could this have been conservative black people who who sort of like hid behind this ominous white group it, it, is... it just was like once upon a time because you know black folk we love parables we love like mm-hmm. parables
2: and like sure that's how we that's how we school the next generation you know we love yeah. parables and morals and stuff. <laughs> so so is it like a parable that's one pos- we'll just put that over here but if it yeah. did actually happen here's what i want to know the record exact part I get because they're like because they love it because gangster rap is fun it's not a hard, it's not like please do more of this you're like okay I was gonna do it anyway right yeah yeah uh, yeah when nobody really wanting to do another X Clan album like let's be honest you know right and um, th-
4: to that point it's not X Clan no if- X
2: clans dope but you know <laughs> me and them I'm saying is
4: <laughs> they they're not listening dog it's fine you can what shit on X what if what if what if <laughs> what if what if, <laughs> <laughs> what if Professor X is like ah oh, and now <laughs> With a key. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Another fine episode <laughs> of My Mama Told Me. I, it does make me think, though, uh, to that point, it's not as if people are saying that this this secret meeting conceived gangster rap, right? They're not no, no, saying, no, 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 like, no. y'all sat down, y'all thought of this shit, you pitched it right. to the original murder rapper who right. then made it popular. They just saw a trend and then were like, yo, make that trend pop as opposed to these other trends that were heading in a different direction. But because crime pays. And that's what I'm wondering as I'm wondering, A, if this did happen, Mm -hmm. who
2: who made that connect? Like, was this like an A&R whose daddy like ran a prison?
0: Was it just like
2: a warden who just like loved gangster rap and was just like, or just was like one day having his coffee in the yard and saw like... A bunch of guys, you know what I mean? Like reciting gangster rap at the bench and was just like, right. You know? Like I've, that's, got a, that's the, I've got that's an the, idea. Yeah, that's the dramatization I want to see. I want to see that little reenactment with this show. Can, well, we, can y'all do like a little animated?
4: I, I'd love to. Financially, no. No, we okay. Cannot. Okay. Get but it out uh, okay. <laughs> I will say that there is something really interesting about what you're saying because at its core, What you're suggesting, at least, is that the person who did this might have been a fan of gangster rap, that they are not not, they're not coming from a position of of hatred, which I think is how it's always been posited to me and sort of like uh, I've always understood is like, oh, this person hates black people and hates gangster rap. And they wanted to find a way to to both hurt us, but also increase value for themselves. And instead you're saying like, no, they were listening to this shit and they were like, play more and kill these niggas. We can do both. (laughs) Everybody wins. Yeah. (laughs) Let's
2: get paid, (laughs) baby. Listen, there's more people in here. They're having a great time in the yard, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's the more complicated truth. See, people don't want to look at it that way. Like everybody wants it to be, you know.
4: Sure. You know.
2: But what? If yes, it was all
4: cut and dry, uh, hurt and hate, and it ain't it ain't always that simple. And who was the yeah?
2: And to, to to go back to something you had said, yeah, who was the leak? Like who was the leaker? Was there just like somebody undercover? You know, who mm-hmm. was like in the room and like his conscience or her conscience got to her, and she was like, I gotta tell the world. Like who was the whistleblower? Was that yes. like just an administrative assistant who was just supposed to be taking minutes? You know. Right. <laughs> she, like, and filed so, it poorly. Yeah, and yeah now but she was, like, <laughs> secretly dating Silk the Shocker or
4: something. <laughs> Silk stuttered it out somewhere yeah. At, yeah. out at wow. the bar. Wow.
2: <laughs> wow. It's an <laughs> wow. It's an
4: <ableist>. <laughs> So here's my question for you, because yes. uh, in, in the MySpace post frontster early MySpace Facebook era, you read this. Yeah. Uh, About this supposed secret meeting. Yeah. Are you immediately I know you're saying like you're usually not like super conspiratorial, but here you are and you're like, this isn't that far of a stretch. Right. Are you then taking this to your peers? Are you then like gather around gents? I got some some shit that I want to tell you about. Are you sort of like, I'm gonna sit on this and let see how much it it sort of gains its own. It it definitely got like shared around.
2: I may or may not have shared it my damn self, but like, definitely, yes, it was a thing. It was hot for like a little minute. It didn't stay hot yeah. for that long. And then it's one of those things, too, where you hear it and you're like, oh, damn, like Willie Lynch letter, you're like, oh, damn. And then, and then like some time goes by and you don't see it. And then it comes up again and you're like, uh, yeah. And then, and then some time goes by and then you're like, it's it's being discredited as like a myth. And you're like, yeah, I kind of knew it was bullshit, right? And then, yeah. and, then it, and then some years go by and it comes
4: up again. You're like, oh, this shit again. Right know, it <laughs> yeah, becomes, tired, like who no? cares
2: like yeah, it probably did happen. who knows? who cares? like you know the that is.
4: Of- it is sort of like the um the the challenge of or not even the challenge, but the these sort of like uh the excitement of youth, right? Like oh, yeah. at the end of the day, so much of the things that I'm passionate about are really more the result of me being young and having the energy to be passionate about them, yeah, and now, even when I see, awful things that are sort of happening in the world around uh, my community, there's a part of me that's too bored and exhausted <laughs> with with all of it to even do something about it. I'm just like, yeah, no, I, you're right. They probably yeah. should have figured out these COVID tests, but Oh, what you going to do, you, gonna Here do we are. Are.
2: <laughs> See, you know what it is is when when you're you know when you're like a kid and if you got siblings and stuff you know you you've got this sense of fairness and you're like that's not fair mm-hmm. and then we say that adults like usually do something right more or less not all the time like sometimes you're yeah. like life's not fair it's not fair that i got to go to work all day for you little kid you know whatever it's not fair that your daddy got gout you know whatever <laughs> And then as you get older, you realize, like, fairness is just, like, a concept. Like, it's just an yeah. idea. And, like, it, it's a lot of work to be fair. Like, you know, it takes, like, time and and meetings and, like, all sorts of stuff to get justice and fairness. Yeah. Right? And uh, and so whether it's true, whether it wasn't true, it's like we'll never know. And even if we did know, I mean, if we got all the—if we did crash that party and find, you know, with Shelly Whiteman and what, everybody, <laughs> and, and they were like, yeah, we did it. We had a meeting. You know, we made lots of money off of uh, off of those those Ghetto Boys albums.
4: We probably just
2: devolving into like, yeah, that shit was good though. Like, you know, right, and that's that one line. Yeah.
4: that's the crazy part, right? Is is at the end of the day, even if that is true, right? Yeah. To your point, even if we find out that all of this is true, yes. what are you going to see that and then opt out of listening to to You're all not, of these artists that help promote Gangsta Rap? You
2: are not going to, and then and then you start getting into gradients where you're like, "Well, the locks is like they lyrical, but they're yeah. like more street though,
4: <laughs> so they not like you know." <laughs> them murders got metaphors in them. We, <laughs> we 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 can rock with them. <laughs> you're like, well,
2: but that's a classic though. I mean, <laughs> you start right, rushing. like, and that's the thing about this conspiracy is that like, it wouldn't have been a thing if it wasn't a thing. So right, the people. May, it's not like they were like, "Oh, we gotta," like the later hosing industry didn't go, and the accordion yeah. industry didn't go and say, "We need some more of this poker shit," you know, because it's <laughs> hot. Like it's
4: like it was already hot, right? Like <laughs> no, it's it's you know you know what it is. It's high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. At the end of the day. Literally. We're fucking addicted to sugar, yes. whether they push it on us or they don't. That's right. They just happen to find a concentrated way to push it on us. And yep. is that right? Absolutely not. No. Nope. But does that then make us some sort of, like, different group of people who may have been able to, like, never get diabetes and avoid all of this shit? Probably not. <laughs> shit tastes too good. You know what I mean? <laughs> we would have just sucked the corn. <laughs> just like when you squeeze
2: it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, this, these are facts, man. This are, these are facts. I feel like we've just, we just, we turned this into like a very, it's all futile kind of thing. I feel like we- Yeah, we,
4: no, it, it's a little nihilist. This. We're not, we're not, uh, <laughs> we're not giving the listeners hope yet, but maybe there's hope on the other end of this. Maybe there's something we can, we can send them home with that's going to make them feel all warm and good about their, their gangster rap, you mm. know? mm we, gangster rap with hope that's that's what hey. we're working on for the rest of this episode nwh niggas <laughs> <laughs> <it's> with hope <laughs> i think that's got to be the name of the episode at this point it's gonna be great we're gonna take a break we'll be back with more Idris. good morning more my mama told me
3: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
5: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And we are
4: back
0: going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. That's dead on that. That's dead on that.
4: Yeah, we're back here with more My Mama Told Me, more good when We're still talking about the possibility that there was a secret meeting held between music exists and, and prison pipeline experts who masterminded the sales of gangster rap to urban youth. Do you think that with that They and this, I think, is going to help us get into some of this research. That they were specifically assuming that this music would only appeal to black and brown people. Were they did they ever consider the possibility that there was some white child who would eventually fall in love with this music? You know, this is the real spill of it, though. I mean, of of white supremacy,
2: and I say this kind of like 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 you know, it's like when you see a boxer who's like. You know, like I, I'm going to go face this person, and like mm-hmm. I know fully well when I get in the ring with this person, they're going to try to murder me. Yeah, I kind of strangely respect the, that, but like I got to prepare myself to face this person. So, I've I've gone through many phases of like kind of reconciling myself and preparing myself to face white supremacy every day, and the, <laughs> and the premise and and what empowers me to not waver or get into the well, there's two sides, right? <laughs> um, yeah, is that the basis of white supremacy is the belief that you know anyone not white is lesser, but also that black people are inherently just violent and criminal and mm-hmm. just uncivilized. So, yeah, the, their premise is that a civilized white person can listen to gangster rap and be like, "Hmm, interesting satire. Oh, interesting. You know, yeah, because they like it too. They always have, right? Right. They'd always have. But you know, they're so civilized and sophisticated that." You know, they're they're not going to they can understand it for entertainment. But whereas, yeah, the belief was that this is just background music for our criminal activity already. Right. Like we was already out doing drive-by's and we're like, I need the right song to, to be this the score to yeah, this yeah. murder I'm about to do. So like <laughs> let me look through my <laughs> go through my, my catalog and...
4: I can't murder without a beat. I need a beat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man, turn off that Shostakovich. Go get me some... <laughs> put that Spice one on. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very racist. It, it's, yeah, it's steeped in, in, in all the garbage.
4: Yeah, it's so fast. I think that's a, a fantastic way of putting it, that that it's not a concern of whether or not white children were going to listen to it, because at, at its core, you believe that white children will not be swayed by it right. the same way that these poor Black and brown children were inherently going to be moved by the music that they were listening to. And here's here's what's super ill too,
2: man. I mean, if you go to the history i mean if we if we get if we go and get right down to it, I mean you think about like chain quote unquote chain gang music, right like yeah, I mean, and how chain gangs that it was like just vagrancy. it was just like we're gonna like burn your towns down, take your houses away, you can't vote. Can't get no damn job. And so brothers mm-hmm. would just be walking down the street because they, you know, and they would be like, oh, you're a vagrant. So I'm going to put you on this chain gang for 50 years. Right. And yeah. brothers started singing and some white man recorded that and made money off of that. And so Jesus if Christ. you think about that, that correlation has been there from, from from Jump Street. So, it, it. but, you know, the other piece of it, too, that just occurred to me now that we're talking is, um, do you remember that song about Akon? You got me locked up, locked yeah. up, yeah. And I remember. <laughs> I kind of like that. I didn't like like that song, but it's like you hear it and you're like, I don't hate that song, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I remember the woman I was dating at the time saying something like, "They got these, you know, they got they got they got these kids, like, you know, singing that, right? Like little yeah. black kids are singing, like, oh, it's cool that, like, you know, prison, prison, that prison aesthetic started coming into the music videos, or like." D block and like, you know what I mean? Like, the right, side right, of pants. Right. I mean, there's so, so that aesthetic and that, that correlation's always been there. But I think the thing we can't ever lose sight of is really like th- there's always been that correlation and that's who's, I mean, they, they, you know, they, they make the bread off of the numbers, right. And the black and Brown. And so we're joking because it, it is kind of absurd, the, the, the theory, but yeah. I mean, the real spill of it is this like, whether this was true or not true, again, it's true. Like, you
4: know. Right. Yeah. It, it remind what you're saying reminds me so much of that. And they, I, I realized it was very much a response to what was already a trend of like, in the, the mid-90s of selling, like, literal, like, prison jumpsuits mm-hmm. as, like, fashion. Yeah. And then there's that Fresh Prince episode uh-huh. where, like, Will, like, gets his hair twisted oh, and yeah. buys, like, the prison jumpsuit. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Uncle Phil tells him, like, yeah. you, you're looking like a gangster. This right. is going to, like, lead right. you down the wrong path. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he ends up getting into some, like, weird... Like police altercation yeah, because of yeah. the way that he looks, and yeah. it was all meant to be this important allegory to teach us to be more responsible with, I think with the way that we oh, like God. carried ourselves in society, and it's all a fucking yucky lesson, do you know what I mean Where oh, it's like a yucky lesson we're shaming in a lot of ways the the people who are merely responding to a choice that a bunch of capitalists at a much higher level exactly decided, you know, they made choices and then we go like, man, if only you wouldn't have put that jumpsuit on and twisted your hair, you would have stayed the, out of trouble. The hoodie. Yo, did you see Um, this is totally rando, but I, I've been just
2: telling it you know, bringing this up everywhere because I thought it was like the best thing I saw last year was uh, that Colin Kaepernick show that uh, Colin in real life. Oh, Colin in black and white. Colin in black and white. And, that whole, yeah. and I loved how like the first episode was all about hair And like him wanting to get the braids and look like AI and his parents being like, yo, you, you look like a thug. Like that was the, I would never seen that on TV, but then you brought up this Fresh Prince joint. I'm like, wow, it's kind of a similar thing of just like the way you do your hair, which is so silly, right? Like.
4: Yeah, and it's it truly at its core, right? It's the the irony of it all is you look like a thug because a bunch of people outside of your community created those associations, not because thugs created those associations. Right. I know thugs that that wear you know fucking belly tops, like I, they're truly thugs. Come in all forms. Thugs I mean, come y'all created all forms, these bro. associations. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into some of this research, because I think I think some of this is going to be helpful both for us and the listeners to ground this conversation. Yes, The original, while this obviously is a conversation, I think that circulated, as we said, for years and years around the hip hop community, Mm -hmm. this source that I could find at least that that sort of cites where this official conversation started came from a supposed letter, an anonymous letter sent to the site Hip Hop is Red, on April 24th, 2012. 2012 is when apparently the official letter was sent. And this anonymous letter claimed to be from a person who was at this supposed meeting in 1991, where a number of music decision makers met at a a secret Location. It was a home right outside of LA. 25 to 30 of them all joined together, which I, that was a larger number than I think I had ever uh, anticipated. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a more like 8 to 12 kind of energy, but it was mm-hmm. 25 to 30 music executives and then five people who they said were extremely antisocial and that none of them recognized. And then those five people Ended up after being led by one of the music executives who had sort of organized the whole thing, ended up taking over the conversation. And like we've been saying, encouraging everyone to start to invest in gangster rap because these corporations and the lead executives had already built relationships with private prisons. And subsequently, by promoting gangster rap, not only could they increase the wealth of those corporations, of these these music industry corporations, but they could also personally gain a bunch of wealth by sort of doing like blind investments in these same private prisons. Yeah, that
2: should happen. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know that shit
2: happen. You can totally see it. That totally happened. Especially now I didn't I I didn't know it was that far that it was 91. Oh, it happened.
4: Totally yeah, so 1991 That's is question. when it supposedly this meeting took place. That's a year before the riots, no? I believe so, Fat yeah. Yeah, shit totally happened. <laughs> <laughs> people, people, yo, someone has to t-
2: really talk about how conservative California is. People be thinking California is like, there's some scary whites out there.
4: No, it's, I think it's, it's. It's terrifying how conservative California and terrifying is a weighted word, but it, it is haunting how much we yeah. pretend as if this is sort of like this liberal haven. I, I listened to this podcast by this dude, Robert Evans, called It Could Happen Here, mm-hmm. where he sort of explores the possibility that like we actually are much closer to civil war. Oh than uh, we think that we are, and it's part of like the America American agenda to keep us believing that we're like better than every other country that sort of like finds themselves murdering their own citizens Mm. that said one of the things he points out is that like most of california is actually controlled by like it the food and and water supply of california specifically is controlled by like very conservative very rural towns in northern california and if at any Mm -hmm. point they decide to sort of like pull back from the californian community then we are basically cut off, and we will mm-hmm. literally be fighting in the streets over like coffee and fucking eggs and shit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, so yeah, so
2: let's write that pilot. Um, that's that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's real spill though, man. I mean, people don't don't realize, but like, I mean, not far. Like, you go to the OC, you go out, you know, it's it's all these little towns just sprinkled with just like, you know, just like very. Very traditional, quote unquote. You know, yeah. Term. So, anyway, but I, 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 I think it happened. I don't know what you think, but I like when you read that description with the details. I was like, oh yeah, never mind. I, I believed it then. See, see, when you read it just now, I got the <laughs> same feeling I did back in the day. I also read that before 2012. That was definitely out there before 2012.
4: Yeah, I, I think I think right. the conspiracy existed before 2012, and then the letter was, and this person says it in the letter. Where they said, I've been sitting on this for years. Oh. I've heard people talk about this for years, but it is it's finally reached the point where I feel like I need to step up and say what I know. Oof. They also spend the entire time saying that I'm I'm too fearful for my life and safety what? to actually name names in this thing. So I will keep everybody anonymous, including myself. They also talk about you asked the question of like, did everybody just go along? with what was presented, they they talk about the fact that when this was originally sort of like initiated in the, the meeting, that a number, I think they said, three people stood up, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And were immediately escorted off of the property and, and basically erased from this conversation. And not murdered, but just certainly like made to keep quiet in that way. And also everybody had to sign NDA. So Dang. that's part of the argument for why it's never, ever come forward. Do you think Quincy Jones was there? Because Chrissy Jones has been everywhere. And that's the part I love that you asked that. <laughs> I really do. Because that's the part that's always bugs me about sort of the way that it's presented is it makes it seem as if Uh, And I think this is also some of the bamboozlement that Black people uh, often do to ourselves. It makes it seem as if this was just a collection of of proud white men Coming together to do proud white men things. And it's like, nah, this was rich people coming together to do rich people right. things. True. And so there's a it's real mostly possibility. White, although, I mean. Mostly white people. Absolutely. <laughs> there was, if, if if any, it was a sprinkling. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that sprinkling is very much representative of, of what that class of people is. Right. Yeah. At a certain point, you get rich enough that it doesn't matter. Right who's on the other end of your of your decision making you just want more money yeah these are facts and so that brings us back to
2: the the conserv- the the pla- no um no okay so we i think we're both agreed that this totally happened now the question I think is, so now the question is, is who were the people of color in the, in that room how do we get to them are they still alive
4: who were they that's the hard part read. was it I think I think you got to put La Reed in the room if if we're talking music in the early '90s. I yeah, think LA, you got to put La baby Reed. Babyface was
2: probably up in there.
4: Yeah, I think Babyface was maybe on like a speakerphone. You <laughs> know what I mean? I don't think he was there. I think he's a little too front facing that they they couldn't put Babyface in the room. But they were like, we'll we'll let Baby listen in. Like put uh, like uh, uh Baby, we going we gonna just. <laughs> we gonna hang out with you. We'll call you right back.
2: We gotta get into some-
4: I think, I think they had this meeting, and then at some point they were like, "And now a uh, uh, performance from Babyface." <laughs> Babyface giving he, face came and <laughs> over. Like and he played "When Can Slide. I See You Again" on the guitar over speakerphone for everybody to listen to. That's hilarious. Okay, here's so one of the things that sort of like popped in my head as I'm as I was reading all of this. Because the writer remained anonymous, he said that he stayed in the music industry for another two years, and then oh. he says eventually that like his the, the the sort of weight of what he knew and the shift that he saw from you know the sort of like uh, fat boys into the the biggie smalls <laughs> was too much for him to handle, and he he wait, he couldn't what? do it anymore. Wait, <laughs>
2: what? <laughs> <laughs> the fat boys to biggie small? Wait, wait. Who? I'm not sure who he's dissing
4: there. Uh he didn't say them specifically. He just like I they're both fat.
2: Like he was like
4: fat. that. Those those fat ones are nice, and this fat one's mean. He would just I, wanna, <laughs> he <just> want to eat,
2: <laughs> and he he want to eat and kill and make intercourse.
4: So he said he had to get out of it. But one of the things that that sort of immediately felt like I had to ask myself, and I needed to then ask the internet is. Is there a correlation between rap music and crime? Like, is there any evidence of there being a correlation between rap music and crime? And I can't cannot express enough how much of a fucking dork you feel like when you have to type into Google: Does rap music lead to violence? <laughs>
2: Yo, the, who, who's who's your man? Who's the dude with the the, the conservative uh, Jewish guy with the, with
4: the? Oh, I know uh, Ben um, Ben Shapiro. Shapiro. Did he yes. just pop up first? Like <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, it does. You're like, does rap
2: music? And then Shapiro pops up. He's like, I'll take it from here. <laughs> I got it. I got it, big dog.
4: <laughs> but yeah, I had to type that in and I'm, I'm terribly ashamed. But in doing that, I found this two, 2006 study from something called the Prevention of Research uh, Center of the Pacific Institute for Research and evaluation. Oh, excuse me, out of Berkeley, California. And it suggests that young people who listen to rap and hip hop are more likely to abuse alcohol and commit violent acts. Now, I should mention, again, this is from 2006. And so you have to take everything that happened in the early aughts with a a grain of salt. But then one of the key points that they keep harping on are these studies that show the increased alcohol consumption related to alcohols promoted in the song? So oh, i.e. Sure? past the cavassier yeah. came out and a bunch of people bought more Cavassier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is they're they're pointing to that. And one of I'd love to hear your thoughts on some of that correlation before I, I jump into what I already have, have made a bunch of conclusions about in my head.
2: I mean, I think it's one it's it's kind of like it's like a kind of like a nothing burger. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're saying teenagers want like that's haven't even been making that argument since like the, it's like the 20s when white people were listening to like jungle music and smoking beers yeah. and <laughs> hot jazz. And like, you know, it's just like, you know, when you're young and impressionable, like, yeah, if you're a dumbass, you, you know, like you were stupid. We were stupid. They're like, the motherfuckers in the song say, like, I'm eating them mad potatoes. We're we'll like, nigga. we want mashed potatoes it's just like you just are and then you like become a person with your own you know you're like i gotta go to work i can't eat potato mashed potatoes all day like i gotta go have a life and yeah so i i don't know i don't i'm like okay it's like there's a correlation between you know people smoking weed and then fucking each other and eating chips like okay wow get this guy and Nobel Prize. like what? Right.
4: This isn't this isn't as much a study as you being annoying about a good time that some folks had. You know,
2: you know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, the other thing that popped in my head as I read that is like, okay, so maybe there is an increased sale in Cavassier, but you're not telling me there's more alcohol being sold overall. So that just means that like I hear past the Kavassier and instead of buying vodka exactly. I buy Kavassie. Exactly. So y- the 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 sale is still the same. That's right. It's just I'm making different choices because my boy Buster Rhymes introduced me to a new experience that I wouldn't have otherwise. Also, had. Most people, you know, I've, I've been a bartender, okay?
0: Most
2: people don't have, like, this broad, under like, people don't, they just, like, that looks pretty, give me that, like, it's like beer or wine or, and even when you say wine, they're not saying, oh, give me uh, a Chateau uh, 73, you know, they just, like, most people aren't really keeping up with, so, yeah, if you, if you hit them with, you know, drink this, drink that, you know, but I remember, I do remember also the amount of 40s that I drank as a teenager. Sure. Yeah, because of all the forties I saw in Brownsville, right. and, and I'm like in the suburbs, you know, at like at like you know, Kurt's house, you know, in his <laughs> finished basement, and you know, we all go, for, you know, so. But you're just an idiot. You're just impressionable and stupid. And like, where have you been? What have you done? You you don't know anything about anything. You just you just
4: doing yeah, what the
2: older guys do.
4: You know, it I mean? it like, truly feels like they are. They're trying to make lasting judgments on the behaviors of impressionable children. That's right. And it's it's not a logical progression, and it certainly misses a bunch of steps. One of the things that I think additionally is missed in all of this is that a study from 2002 actually found that black kids statistically actually drink less alcohol Hello. despite being exposed to 66% more ads for beer and ale and 81% more ads Talk about for it. spirits. Talk about it. So we are literally being force fed almost a hundred percent more of the 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 uh advertisements for these things and simultaneously we are we are drinking less than than our white counterparts and that has to mean something and that's not being calculated in them being like, Well, Buster Rhymes said a thing and then y'all reacted. Yeah, it's it's listen, Furious Styles had it right in Boys in the Hood, okay?
0: When he uh-huh. took
2: Trey and Ricky, okay, to that billboard, and he said, and he was asking those questions, he was asking the why is that, and I remember I went inside that movie with a group of people, and the white guy in my crew just, like, rolled his eyes at that part, and the rest of right. us was like, huh, right? <laughs> so, it, it's, it's, again, it's, it's through who whose eyes, and again, because white supremacy is very real, you know it's it the basis of all these arguments is again always to prove that there's something wrong with us mm-hmm. so so you know whether that be paternalistically or otherwise it's like these people are are immoral they can't take care of themselves and they'll try you know so it's like there there's also no leeway right so again it's 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 also in a weird way What's so frustrating about the Uncle Phil's and the Bill Cosby's, well, there's a lot that's frustrating about Bill Cosby, but uh, th- in this one particular thing that's frustrating about Bill Cosby is, <laughs> um, in this context, is, again, this this judging, like, there's no, la- there's no room for us to be just human and vulnerable and flawed and, like, yeah, we like to have a good time and, you know, we like to party and, like, everyone yeah. enjoys vice, but... Does that mean there's something wrong with us? You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with us. Yeah. We, just, we just want to have a good time like everybody else, you know?
4: And to that point, it's also this cherry picking of the things that you wanna be able to prove about us, yeah. right? Like nobody's going through Biggie Small's lyrics and being like, there's been a, a massive uptick in black people eating cheese eggs and, and Welch's and Welch great. Is great. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's they all we also rap about nonsense that right. nobody is then tracking the the relationship with they just go all right this nigga's rapping about uh alcohol so this must be this a bad be, thing
2: right yeah he, he's also rapping about you know other things that you know are also positive and like you know having you know what i mean that, that enlighten us and expand our vocabulary i mean i know about other kinds of music i know about the continent of africa because stethosonic, you know, A F R I C A, Angola, Soweto, Zimbabwe, <laughs> Tanzania, Zambia, <laughs> Mozambique, and Botswana. Where's that study? Right, there's an uptick in black kids from Detroit knowing <laughs> countries <laughs> in the continent of Africa. Thanks to
4: stethosonic, you know. These fucking kids are learning geography. We got to put a stop to it. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things that really felt like it it stood out in a lot of this attempt to create a correlation and I read a few articles that that try to place some kind of correlation is that at its core it feels like the bigger risk of the attempt at correlating these things is that you you have to do it by ignoring every other factor that may have contributed to the way that this community Functions Mm -hmm. Right. That if you're saying increased violence is happening in this neighborhood, you're also basically asking rap to be responsible for all of the factors that cause this increased violence while ignoring the systemic oppression that's happening in every other way. So that my my school not having enough funding has nothing to do with it. It's just the goddamn hip hop. That's that right. made me that's behave right. this way, that's and that's right. insane. Snoop Dogg got all my pencils and erasers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it truly is a wild attempt at creating a relationship. And so one of the things that I felt, and, and this circles our, us back to to the grander conspiracy at hand, right? Is that while I do think that this meeting probably did happen, I don't think it was 25 to 30 people, if I'm being honest. Oh. I think it was probably like five to to six people. And I think there were multiple meetings that took place. I think they went like sort of like group to group, person to person, and they oh. only needed like one or two to buy into it each time to really like get their bigger plan going. That said, I don't think that this meeting is like the end all of everything that's happening. And this was just a small play in a much grander effort to like destroy black and brown <laughs> yes, communities. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like they did this and then they went and met about fracking. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They're not worried that much yeah. about us that this was like the the final chess move on our futures. So. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Check the check the rap the gangster rap stocks again.
2: <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I mean, that's also like a very specific. I'm now wondering if you were at some of these links and if you know well, stuff you're not telling me because that's very specific. You're just like, I feel like they got into a Ford Expedition that was blue. <laughs> they started at RCA and then they went to Capitol. And then they, they got had lost, those little waters in the you're, back.
4: You're, some of the fruity mints, some of the regular mints. <laughs> I took the fruity. No, <laughs> but I—I I, I don't mean me. I mean someone else. Who In like the me royal eye, right? So that's the an eye that we can eye. make royal. The royal
2: <laughs> eye, king eye. Uh, <laughs> that's that's. You're probably not wrong. I'll buy that. But now you're making me wonder. and I don't know if you've done this study. Is like, was there statistically right? Like, if if we look at ninety one to let's mm-hmm. say two thousand one or two thousand eleven. Was there an uptake? Did anything happen? And was it due to rap? I mean, I'm sure there was, just because that's just what they do. But yeah, but was is there any? If this did happen, like, did it work? Did some people say, hmm? Because
4: I know there was more gangster rap, but but was it because of this
2: meeting? Was it because? I mean, I definitely dudes?
4: think more people were being put in prison, right? But we could also point to the the what was the Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton oh, yeah. super uh, predators. Yeah, the the cha- the jail law thing that they are bill that they put together. Like oh, I the think there's a bill, bunch yeah. of mm-hmm. other crime bill. Excuse yep. me. Was yeah, that the, And that was like ninety four, ninety two, ninety four. That was like. early nineties for sure. And it's like,
2: hmm. Maybe so you're saying that Joe was, Biden
4: and Hillary Clinton were at that meeting. I think they, I think we watched the meeting, uh, live on television and we were all like, man, there must be a secret meeting happening somewhere because we're fucking idiots. Like, I bet there's a secret meeting where they really doing stuff. It's like, nah, bro, they really will play this shit in front of you and they don't give a fuck.
2: <laughs> yeah, the only secret was the deodorant that that Hillary Clinton was wearing. Like she, right. she actually <laughs> said it on TV in front of all y'all. Yeah, very true. Yeah, but that was early in C-SPAN. You know, that was early C-SPAN too. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, that was, wasn't like that was on, C-SPAN like,
4: one and a half. It then wasn't like after it. family
2: ties. Like it was low key. Like we got the internet now, so we can go back. But like. That wasn't
4: primetime. That wasn't prime No, time. no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't very popular, but it was effective and uh sure not, they've man. apologized for it since.
2: <laughs> you can't be yeah, like, you know, there was a lot of drafts of that. Like me <laughs> like we didn't know what we were doing. It's like, fam, you saw a lot of drafts of that.
4: Yes. Yes that yeah. and that's the the part that I think is is buggy about all of these things right mm-hmm. is that I don't and I've talked about this before on the podcast I don't think that we as black people often give ourselves enough credit or give rather we give white people too much credit oh, for how intelligent their sinister moves are I think sometimes we make them into fucking these mad scientists who are able to like plot 18 moves ahead. And instead, I think that they are car salesmen. These, these powerful people are truly used car salesmen who are, who are just trying to get an idea over on people. And if it works, they celebrate. And if it doesn't, they, they tuck their tails and they apologize a decade, two decades later. And we all move
2: on. Thoughts and prayers.
4: Yeah. No, they're about as subtle
2: as a marching band.
4: Yeah, exactly. And we, it's not lizard people it truly is people with pet lizards you know what I mean like it's it's a different vibe still got bars still got bars (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna take one more break we'll be back with more Idris
0: Goodwin and more
4: my mama told me
3: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting
5: changes everything. ATT. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandys can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And
4: we are back. God, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, we're back here with more Idris When More my mama told me. We're still talking about the possibility that there was this secret meeting that forced gangster rap down our throats. And now we can't live without it. And all our daddies and brothers and cousins are in prison because of it.
2: <laughs> Damn you, <it's> <laughs> MC8. Give
4: me my daddy back.
2: Hey, my daughter,
4: <laughs> Sorry, little homie. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I just Well, I'm, that is one of the questions that yeah. I, I have for you yeah. is, do you think that the artist at some point became aware of any of this? Because that's another part of it that I think often goes overlooked is like, Ice Cube's a learned man. He's got yes. a goddamn master's degree. Very you true. think at any point he went, oh, shit, I'm the... I'm a part of this. I, I'm helping to, to, and then he was like, fuck it. I'm in this too far. Or is he like, I'm in this You know what I mean? Where, where are the artists? I'm in this, this too. I can't do ice cube. <laughs> I, I, I can't do them. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah.
2: They asked so Ice cube, ask What do you think about this? <laughs> yay, yay. Um, no, the <laughs> artists, of course, we're not. Of course, who would do that? Who would ask? Who would be like, Hey, I thought you, you want these guys here.
4: <laughs> I mean, it to I me, it's not like that- <laughs> of inviting MC Ren. We watched Lil Wayne uh, hug Donald Trump in a way that we haven't seen Lil Wayne hug a man in, in, since he kissed baby on the mouth. So uh, a part of me feels like maybe there are there's a level of concession you make if there's enough dollar-dollar bills, y'all, on the, the back end of this. I think Lil Wayne is also intentionally trolling us, though. Okay. I think he's trolling
2: us, and I and that's how I feel about Yay as well. Like, there, I don't like, I don't. I have a whole thing. So there's this like epic, like the, the 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 last play I write, sort of my career ending, my Irishman. Yeah, is I'm gonna do this epic freaking play about like self hate, like just that about like mm-hmm. Candace Owens and 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 Easy E at the Republican dinner and Lil Wayne and Yay and like because I'm trying to understand them because I don't believe them. Yeah, like, it's weird, but I but is that also me being racist? Like, is that also me being narrow in a way? Not racist, but is that me putting the, doing the thing they're saying? Like, don't put me in a box. I don't have to vote Democrat, right, <laughs>
4: right, right. right.
2: <laughs> and it me being like, nigga, come on here and vote Democrat. Why you playing?
4: You know, right? You're just trying
2: to be different.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you're like, you know, you know better. You're just trying to prove something instead of like. They truly aren't in the box and they they are functioning in a space where they believe what they're saying is right. That's right. But I don't believe it. <laughs> you. Do, you're not bought into it Oh, yet. at all
2: at all. I don't, I, I just you. don't, I don't buy it. Anyway, sorry, I don't mean to uh, turn the show into like
4: Idris and what he's working
2: on, but- um, No,
4: I, I actually think that this is better than the stupid stuff I come up with. No, please, I, I, I want love. the questions
2: though. No, I, I'm taking <laughs> us all over the place. I'm just like happy to like talk to another black adult. Anyway, sorry. No,
4: this is fun. I uh, we. This is the part of the episode where we always play a game. It's yeah, I love a, games. It's a fun game. It's a game called White, white Lies.
1: Lies. Ugly. You're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me 200 White Lies.
4: It's a, it's a beautiful game where, Idris, I'm going to introduce to you a, a widely held conspiracy theory in the white community. Yep. And what I would love for you to do is just break down yep. why you think yep. white people are so committed to this conspiracy Got theory. It. Got it. Cool. This one's interesting. This is a fun one that I I had heard pieces of in the past, but had not heard sort of like all compiled in this way before. But apparently there are some people who believe that Britney Spears recently freed from her from her prison. Uh, <laughs> Britney Spears is a part of a government cover up, actually a series of government cover ups. They believe that Britney Spears over the years during the mid aughts, was sort of responsible for taking some L's on the chin as a way of covering up specific meltdowns and issues within the Bush administration. So Britney Spears apparently endorsed, and you can see this in Fahrenheit 9-11, Britney Spears endorsed Bush in the early 2000s. And then a few things happened. So in 2004, Weeks before the United States v. Libby trial, the Bush administration basically was going to be embarrassed in this trial. Instead, Britney Spears married someone and quickly annulled that marriage 55 hours later. In 2006, there are some people who think that when Britney was photographed driving with her baby on her lap and soon was to divorce Kevin Federline. That was a cover-up for Bush dumping Donald Rumsfeld. And then there are some people who believe that her tirade when she shaved her head and was running around with the umbrella was a cover-up for the out for Al-Qaeda regaining power in Afghanistan, that all of these were orchestrated by the Bush administration to keep Britney as a distraction from the bigger play at hand. My question, again, Idris, is why do you think white people are so committed to this conspiracy theory?
2: Well, because white folk love Bush and they love Britney Spears, and so if there is a world oh. in which those two, it's like fan fiction. You know? It's like, <laughs> it's like, but they're to, They're like it's two things I love, but like together, you know. It's like putting like a fried egg on a burger. It's like you wouldn't yeah. think, but it it can happen, right? No, but actually, people do put fried eggs on burgers. So. This is this is even probably even more wackadoo. It's like putting like you know like chorizo on a chocolate cake or something like that. You right, know, it's sort of it
4: It's like when uh Scooby Doo and the Harlem Globetrotters linked up, and you're yeah. like,
2: yeah, I, I didn't know I like these. They're two not even right. Together. They're not even in the same universe. But like, so yeah. yeah, that's that's what it is. It's fun. It's like fun. It's fun to do that. Like that. That's like. Cause you know what's wild is like I don't know anything about like I don't like everyone's like Britney's free I'm like where did she go what, what happened to her Like free from what Like I don't know. <laughs> you know that's just stuff they be following So yeah that oh, that is my theory about why they want to believe that It's because they, they so, want to they want those two You know
4: Yeah linked. it's it's funny you say that because so Britney is has been freed from her conservatorship which was uh you know her father basically had like cooked it up to to sell her as crazy or, or mentally unstable in the courts so that he could be responsible for all of her oh. money and and freedom she wasn't allowed to drive herself places she oh. wasn't allowed to access her own bank accounts. her dad and family members were basically in charge oh. of all of that and it took Dang. a couple years, a long time for her to basically get like, uh, some level of, like, freedom from all of those things, right? And, and you're said, saying that Bush, that happened with Bush, too, is that he... I'm saying... His family was also... <laughs> now now you're getting into some shit that I'm fascinated about, because when did that conservatorship kick in? It might have been right after Bush left office. <laughs> they got the same daddy. Oh, <laughs> He was like, "I don't need this bitch anymore. Tie her up. Put her, put her bank accounts on hold. I don't need her her running her mouth or anything." Now you doing you're doing the dirty work. I was about to get messy, but no, nah, you did it. You you nailed it. Listen, I'm here. I'm here to help. <laughs> this was this was great. This was a fun episode. Idris, could you tell the people at home where they can find you? What cool shit you have going on?
2: Oh yeah, man. So you know, I I uh, I'm always doing something. I'm always up to something. I love. I love, uh, you know, I'm, I'm embracing this, this digital virtual moment we're in trying to figure out, you know, how a writer for the live stage can, uh, you know, translate into, into all these other platforms, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm always doing all types of stuff, but yeah, I'm on uh, all the socials, just Idris Goodwin, idrisgoodwin.com, at Idris Goodwin, at Idris. I'm on all the Twitters and everything. And so, uh, you know, Hell but yeah. yeah, I've written sixty over sixty plays. They do them all over the place. Uh, some of them are streamable. You know, so
4: yeah, man, I'm out here. You yeah. know, hanging Beautiful. out. Beautiful. So follow Idris, Go see a play. Stream one if yeah. you ain't trying to leave the house. This no, is all... You ain't got to leave the house. You Ain't got to leave the house. Stream that bad boy. <laughs> you can just stream it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman on all of those social media platforms as well. And if you if you subscribe, if you follow. The podcast, write a review. I'll I'll kiss you. I'll kiss you dead on your mouth. That's how I get down. And uh as always, you can send any conspiracy theories you have to mymamapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Otherwise, that's it. Bye, bitch.